If you are a businesswoman working to amplify your six and seven figure business from success to significance, then you know it's not just about the right strategies or the right tactics. It's more and more about high caliber people around you, your team, your collaborators, and advisors that can open doors for you and widen your reach. Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast with your hosts, Dr. Monica Ogando and Amy Walker. Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast. I'm your co-host, Amy Walker. And I am Dr. Monica Ogando. And we are so happy that you're here with us today. We're going to have a conversation about stories. We love story time. I have told a lot of stories in my days. Um, on a side note, we're talking about stories that sell, but on a side note for all you parents out there who are putting little kids to bed, let me just share one stroke of genius with you. <laughs> if you sing or rap the bedtime stories, you don't have to sing a song and do the story. You get two things done at once. Plus it's amazing. There you go. There you Life go. hack, mm -hmm. time yeah. saver, super fun. Okay. Now stories that sell. Yes. So when you are, I, I want to I talk first, Monica, about let's talk a little bit about the value of the story and why the story is so important. And then we can go into our four types of stories that everyone needs in order yep. to be able to sell. Does that yeah. sound good? Yes. How, how deep okay. down the nerd role do you want me to go? Because I can really nerd out on this. Um, I don't know, like 50% nerd, 60% okay, nerd. How nerdy do you want to go? Uh, you are we talking what? like Steve Urkel? I'm talking like George Lucas, Star Wars, you know, that whole nine. Oh but my gosh. My oldest son, when he watches a Star Wars movie, he takes a notebook and then he <laughs> writes down notes and then he tells us on the way home of all of the reasons why that movie was incongruent with the Star Wars, Star Wars universe. And I'm like, I can't even remember who was who. So. But, that's a, but that would, that's a good point though, because a lot of times when we use stories for marketing purposes, uh, subconsciously, your audience is listening for those um, incongruencies yeah. Yeah. Like changes in the timeline, Bo, but I've been following you for a while and that it's not what I remember. You it being. did that in yeah. 2000. What happened? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what I will say about the story is it's the part that sneaks into the subconscious mm -hmm. because a lot of times if I were to tell you, Monica, here's all the problems that you have, it's going to raise up the defenses, you know, or here's the problems that are going on inside of this organization, or for all the people that are here, here's the problems you're having in your business. It's too okay. direct and it raises up our defenses. Yeah. Whereas if I tell you a story and then you can see yourself in the story, you claim the problems without me having to spell them out. Mm -hmm. And then when I do go to spell them out, you're going to be there with me more willing to hear it. So right. I think that the stories are what helps us to connect with the emotion and it breaks through the mental defenses Mm -hmm. to the point where we're more ready to hear. That's right. Yep. I agree All with right, that. Now you take, it, you take another level of nerdiness. <laughs> the other part of it is that this is how archaeologically, anthropologically, if you study history, human history throughout the millennia, this is how we have transferred wisdom, is mm -hmm. through telling stories and parables and fables. And it's how we communicate deep concepts in a really relatable and I can put myself in the story kind of way. And so when you use stories for selling, you are immediately, um, like you said, melting down the defenses, but you're also creating relatability in a deep unconscious human level. 
that doesn't have anything to do with slides, presentations, charts, screens, you know what I mean? Like spreadsheets, numbers, data. It has, it's just a human to human connection that you're doing when you're using stories to sell. That's not even nerdy. That's just true. You know, I'm bilingual. I can speak data and Dharma. It's just true. Yeah. I thought you were going to break out something real weird. No, I'm good with all that. I'm warming up. (laughs) Okay. That comes in next level. Um, You know, the other thing with stories is I have seen, so I was at a presentation once. Um, I was working the back of the room for one of my clients and big room, there was probably a thousand people in there and somebody came to me mad and um, he was all fired up and he was like, this guy is in there and he's just telling a bunch of stories. I teach the same stuff he teaches. I teach it better. And yet they're running to the back of the room to buy from him. And I was like, well, sir, maybe that's what you should be taking notes on. Ooh, <laughs> like, I love maybe that's it. Shady Amy. Like maybe it's not the, the message and the delivery. Maybe it's the fact that the stories are memorable and they cause us to want to take action. And so whenever we are wanting to tell something, like we want to inform, we want to teach, we want to give, you know, a bullet point list before that, I think it's a great way to say, how could I teach this in a story? Because we remember the stories. I've been to so many presentations. I don't remember what people teach, but I do oftentimes walk away remembering the stories that they tell. And I don't forget the stories either. They'll stay with me long after the information does, but the information is like woven into the story. So the message stays, even if I can't remember your four different points on how to solve, Mm -hmm. I don't know, whatever the problem was that you were talking about. Yeah. I mean, I still carry your wisdom because it's, it's so woven into the story. Yeah. In fact, the reason why you might remember those four points is because of the stories. The story kind of serves as memory trigger for that. Yeah. I mean, my memory is not that good, so I'm probably not. I'm probably just going to remember <laughs> your story and go on with my life, but, but I'm going to be another person because of it. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the four stories. We're going to make a set. We're going to make a complete set. Okay, so number one story is the origin story, which we're not going to cover in detail in this episode because we already did that. Mm -hmm. So go watch that episode. Um, But the origin story is really your story of relatability and transformation and um, how you overcame the challenge that you went through. So let's just, are we good to just leave it with that, Monica? Yep, absolutely. Second story is your, um, it's your earn the right story. It's your relatability story. It's the story that you're going to tell when you get on stage to make people understand that you understand where they are. You've been there too. You are relatable. You're likable. You're trustworthy. And it shows who you are. Mm -hmm. So my concern is that sometimes people use a really deep emotional raw story at the very beginning Mm -hmm. and I watch the audience and I'm like gosh this is a powerful story and you're telling it too soon Mm -hmm. the audience is looking at you like oh that person's up there crying and they're yelling and like I don't even know you yet I like I'm sorry you've been through that experience but it's a lot for them you can see Mm -hmm. it in their body language you can see it in their facial expressions and what happens is you're connecting with too much information you're connecting with too deep of emotions too fast Mm -hmm. and they are then feeling like they need to protect themselves from that because there's not trust established for them to be able to go there with you yet so 
that is a really critical story. It also can't come across as bragging because if you go up there and you're telling the story and you sound like you're just like, well, I'm so cool because I did this and I did this and I did this and I did this, you know, and then you watch again, you watch the audience and the audience is like tuning you out because you come across as being arrogant. So it's a very critical story and there's a fine line between being relatable, being open, being honest, showing characteristics of who you are and what kind of person you are and bringing the audience with you so that you can watch the audience getting more invested and then opening up to you and being more responsive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, I also like the fact that the conversation is about, um, even though you're the protagonist of the story, as it were, it's really with the audience in mind. I think that's important, very important. Because I think the reason why it gets into like a violin, woe is me story is because you make yourself the protagonist and the audience. Well, and parables are great types of stories. I I like to use a lot of living parables. So there are actual experiences that I had that then I draw a lot of lessons to what I'm talking about. So for example, one of my um, earn the right stories that I tell is when I went skydiving for the first time Mm -hmm. and how I went through this emotional journey that really parallels the journey of building a business, including the point where I had already done the jump and then I barfed on my instructor. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) There are moments where like, you're like, woohoo, I've succeeded. And then all of a sudden the winds change and you are reeling and trying to figure it out. And so I go through that story and through it, like they're able to get to know me Mm -hmm. and they're able to understand that I know, I know what they're going through in their journey as an entrepreneur because I've been through it too. Um, and it's fun. It's fun. It's relatable. It's, you know, it's a little self-deprecating in the fence you know, and the fact that I tell him how I barfed on my guy, um, <laughs> but it, it's a, it's a good opener and it, it, it really makes the audience more connected and more engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, another example, I tell a story about when I, uh, tried to start a flash mob on an airplane and it failed and, talking about how, you know, we all have great innovative big ideas, but if we are struggling with implementation and execution, we still will never be known. I will never be known as the co-inventor of the flash mob, even though 1999 on an airplane from Russia to Switzerland, like Mm -hmm. I had the idea, didn't execute. Yeah. It'll go down in the library of unsung heroes. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> so but we talk pick up a song about it if you want to i'll hear oh it. you know i will you know my musical Tourette is already playing in the background <laughs> um so we have the origin story we have the earn the right or relatability story right have you have yep. you talked about number three yet no should we go into okay. number three Let's so number three is the problem solution story So when we get to the position where we are getting ready to present our offer, we need to go through this problem solution transition where we really clearly define what the problem is, get them to embrace and see that problem as being real and important in their lives, commit them to changing the problem, and then we get to offer the solution. Mm -hmm. So the challenge in a presentation is if you are telling them what the problem is, then they can choose to deny and say, no, I don't have that problem. 
Yeah. You know, like, okay, so here's what the problem is. No, I don't have that problem. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes there are problems that are, I was thinking about this, Monica. We're going to go a little off topic, but we'll circle back around. I was thinking about this recently, how white people love um, movies from like, that are set in the sixties about the uh, race equality movement from the sixties. We love, we love a good um, remember the Titans movie. We love, like, we love these feel good movies, the help, you know, we love them. Why? Because we can see a problem that's real in a way that doesn't feel like we have to do anything about it because it's done. Right. And so it sneaks in to the brain because you can see it and you're like, okay, that's, that's real. That's a problem. That's terrible that they went through it. And yet watching a movie that's like a racial equality movie today, it does not get, it doesn't get the same support from the white audience. That's a whole nother conversation about why that's not right. But what the principle is that I want to circle to with is if you're going after a problem that's really big, it's really bold, that's really in their face. If you just straight out go after it, you will start to hit their defenses and they will start to deflect you out of their subconscious. If you go in with a story, which is why um, these, you know, which is why these movies do well, because we get to, uh, we get to be sucked into the conversation without it being so abrupt in our face, then we go into the conversation and now we're open to, we, on the way home, we have conversations that we wouldn't have been having before. Again, not a question about right or wrong. It's just the psychology of how the story works. And so I, I see in that story, what you're trying to do is you're trying to open up this conversation in a way that almost sneaks up on the subconscious Mm -hmm. that through hearing your story, because it's your story, they're not going to be sitting there the whole time. Most people, I mean, there are jerks in the world, but most people are not going to be sitting there in the whole time, the whole time listening to your story saying, Nope, that's not true. That's not how it happened. That's not, you know, they're not going to be in disagreement with you. They're listening to your story. Mm -hmm. They are um, feeling connected to it. They're seeing themselves in the emotion and in the problems of the story. And then you can go and you can say, so here's the problem. And they listen, like they listen to the problem because that story was positioned right in front of it. That's exactly right. Yes. And I'll say this too, that uh, one of the best ways to use the problem solution um, framework is also using leveraging other people's stories, such as your previous clients. So you can talk about when they came to you, what they were facing which is, of course, the, the problems that your audience is facing, but we're not going to yeah. get them to confess that, right? And so will you put another uh, client that you've already worked with, that you've already garnered some solutions with, or that you've offered them the solution, they've put it into place, and now they have these are the results, as a way of future pacing your audience and being able to say, if you go through these steps, then if you, if you confront these things, you'll be able to go on the other side of this and have that success as well, without actually saying that. That's the power mm-hmm. of stories. Yep. Love it. Okay. Story number four. I love this one. I love this one so much. I love it. And it's the, it's the stories that you use to anticipate and to dissolve objections. Anybody Mm -hmm. that has ever studied under me that has taken any of my classes that has hired me as a consultant for their business, et cetera. They know that I talk about anticipate and dissolve. It's not enough to anticipate the objection. You've got to be able to dis. Uh, disable it. You've got to be able to dissolve the objection as well. So the stories that you use for that is when you've had the problem that, or your clients have had the problems that they, that their current 
uh, audience is facing and the yeah buts that they won't admit to right yeah so yeah but i can't afford it yeah but i don't have the time yeah but i don't have that team yeah but that doesn't apply to me yeah but i don't know if you're the right person for the job yeah but you know whatever anything insert fill in the blank here if you can make a list of all the things that they could yeah but you about and have mm-hmm. a story about how you or your clients have dealt with that or even better ooh, even better psychologically if you can speak about how the price got steeper and steeper every time you walked away from dealing with that objection, mm-hmm. then you get them on your side and you get them to see how you are on their team because yeah. you know their um, you know, objections, their obstacles, their challenges, the yeah buts that they haven't even admitted to you. How do you know this? You're in my head. How do you know that I'm thinking you're not the right one? How do you know that I'm thinking I don't have the time? How do you know that I'm looking at my wallet like I cannot afford what this woman is selling? So if you can speak to what they've not been willing to vocalize, then immediately you get yourself as their silent partner in finding the solution that you offer. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, and the other part of that too, is sometimes when you're telling that story, it seems so crazy that they're like, I don't want to be crazy like that person. Like I, one of the ones that I use is I was talking with a woman one time and we're going over her business. We're mapping out her business plan. And then, you know, and her husband hadn't come up at all. And then at the end she goes, okay, well, I need to talk to my husband because he's my business partner. I was like, oh, so what's his role in the business? And she goes, well, he doesn't have any roles in the business. He just makes all the financial decisions which is crazy, right? Like that's crazy that you would put all financial decisions by somebody who has literally no clue what's going on in your business. And so when I say that to somebody, they're like, well, yeah, that's crazy. So then when it comes time to, well, I needed to talk to my husband who also has no role in my business. (laughs) They don't even want to go there, right? Because like it's, they don't want to be that crazy person that we were just talking about. They, so they'll, they'll approach it differently. Mm -hmm. They'll say it, even things like, you know, I like, I, I will make this decision based on what's right for my business, but my husband and I have an agreement that we discuss financial matters before we make big investments. And I would expect him to do the same. Okay, cool. That's a different conversation than I need to go ask my husband permission, right? Like even the way that she will walk out of that to have that conversation is different. She will be asking for support instead of asking for permission, which can we be clear? You ask your parents for permission. When you are a child, you do not ask your spouse for permission. You ask them for support. It's a very different conversation. Look at us. Look at us changing marriages, Amy Walker. Look at us. Yep. Soapbox moment for another conversation. (laughs) But there you have it. I love it. I love, and here's, here's an extra credit moment if I could if I could, because Mm -hmm. I'm a nerd and I'm an overachiever. If you can insert all four of these uh, characteristics, all four of these stories in your presentation, in your keynote, even in your blog posts, in your articles, if you can, if you can massage a story so that you can insert the earn the right, the relatability, the anticipate and resolve objections, the problem solution in even an article that you write for your audience to be able to, the problem solution can be just download this particular lead magnet of yours or whatever the case may be. You are going to be so much more improved as a communicator. And the more you practice it, because this is a formula, not just for a keynote, not just for your workshops, not just for sales presentations. It's a key. It's a formula for all of communication that you have with your prospects. The more you practice it, the more easily it flows. 
And before you know it, you can be in a conversation with somebody and, you know, waiting for Starbucks <laughs> online. And before you know it, this person's like, where have you been all my life? Can we sit down and talk about how I can hire you? Which mm -hmm. has legit happened to me. I've actually gotten clients just sharing a story I'm in the middle of a Starbucks line. Before you know it, I walked out with $3,000 in, in, in a transfer. Nice. Because of the ability to tell a story. This is, I'm telling you, you're walking around with money in your pocket that you don't even see because you haven't articulated your stories. Awesome. I love it. Well, I think we have covered the four stories. Again, if you want to talk about the origin story, we have a whole episode on how to craft your origin story. So go check that out. Yeah. We would love to hear from you. We always get excited about your comments and about your reviews and your questions. So please leave us a review. Um, give us a rating. We'd love five-star ratings and make sure that you join us in our Facebook group, Your Circle of Influence podcast. Come join the conversation. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. Oh, and you know what else? What? Extra credit. If you can leave us a comment on our blog and let us know that story, that Starbucks story that I just told you, which one was that? Huh? Huh? Because I want everybody to know, I want you when you listen to these podcasts and when you listen to anything at all, I want you to listen with the right and the left hemisphere of your brain, one as a consumer and one as a creator. So I want you to be looking at the things that we do and know not only how it benefits you, but how you can use it and implement it yourself. Awesome. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you soon. You have worked hard and you've earned your place at the table of influence. Wouldn't it be great to have a board of advisors that celebrate your wins, support your growth, and challenge your blind spots? That's why we host our influencer circles for six and seven figure business women. If you are a high achieving entrepreneur woman who wants a deep dive in business strategy, collaboration, and strategic relationships, go to yourcircleofinfluence.com forward slash influencers and reserve a spot in one of our upcoming circles.